In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I like to wish you all a very blessed and happy Feast of the Cross. On Good Friday, in the sixth hour, there is a hymn chanted on monogamies, O Only Begotten Son. And there is a verse in this hymn that's actually really beautiful. I like it very much. When we say, Holy Mighty, who by weakness showed forth what is greater than power. So the weakness that we see in the crucified Jesus is actually greater than power itself. So the greatest power that you can ever imagine is the power of the cross. And this power actually is for our sake. As the Lord said to the disciples, do not depart from Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. And he told them, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Christian is actually a powerful person because he has the Holy Spirit. He is created in the image and likeness of God. And the Holy Spirit who dwells in us is not actually spirit of weakness or timidity, but the Holy Spirit is spirit of power. That's why the ministry of the apostles were powerful ministry. As we read in Acts chapter 4 and verse 33, and with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. So great power, they were witnessing for the resurrection and great grace was upon them all. That's why I like to speak with you today about the power in the ministry of the Sunday school servant. Sunday school servant should be powerful in their ministry. The source of power is God himself. As we read in Psalm 18 and verse 1, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. And many, many passages in the book of Psalms speak about God is our power. One of it, the one we chanted on Good Friday, my power or my strength and my praise is the Lord and has become unto me salvation. And God is our refuge and our power. Even St. Peter, when he spoke about service in 1 Peter chapter 4, he said, if anyone serves as power he received from God, in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 11, if anyone ministers, if anyone serves, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. In Arabic, وَإِنْ كَانَ أَحَدْ يَخْدِمْ أَحَدٌ فَكَإِنَّهُ مِنْ قُوَّةٍ يَمْنَحَ اللَّهِ مِنْ قُوَّةٍ يَمْنَحَ اللَّهِ and actually in, in Coptic also, evil khin ugom, ugom as we say, but I don't know why in, in English will be translated 
It did not use the word to power, but used the word to ability, which I can say it is synonymous. Let him do it as with the power which God supplies. Not every power is a godly power. The power that is not from God will vanish, will perish, will fade away. For example, Pharaoh thought he is powerful and he was stood nine plagues and refused to listen to God. I'm saying nine plagues because in the tenth plague he surrendered. But he endured nine plagues and he thought this is a power and he oppressed the children of Israel. But this power at the tenth plague was completely destroyed because the source of this power is not God. Satan also is powerful and Satan is fighting all the people. But all this power that Satan has in the last day, the Lord Jesus Christ with the breath of his mouth, he will destroy it with just the breath of his mouth. So all this power will vanish with breath from the mouth of the Lord. Also the power of Ahab who killed Naboot and took his field and added to his inheritance. This power actually vanished and the power of his wicked wife Isabel. The power of Achitophel who gave counseling to Absalom and if Absalom actually followed the counsel of Achitophel, he would defeat David. But God actually abolished the council of Achitophel. That's why in the litany for the assemblies we say, abolish their council as you abolish the council of Achitophel. Goliath, he for 40 days, he was threatening the children of Israel and no one stood against him. He was powerful. But this little David who trusted in God and he said to Goliath, you are coming to me with sword, with a spear and with shield, but I come to you with the power of God. This little David was able actually to kill Goliath. When we say we should be powerful, we need to rely on the power that comes from God, not on our own power. As St. Paul said in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 29, to this end I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me might. Since power is from God, then we get it through prayer. When we pray every morning and before every service, before every visitation, before preparing our lesson, before every phone call, we do it to ask our, about our students. If we ask God and tell him, God grant me your power, because without you, I cannot do anything, then actually God will give us this power. I'm sure you know the story of Samson. When he trusted Delilah and was not faithful to his vow, his power was taken from him. But at the end of his life, 
he repented and he asked God to be glorified in him. Many people think the power is in his hair, but the power in keeping the vow, not in his hair. The hair was just a symbol of the power. That's why when he prayed and asked God actually at the end of his life, after his repentance, he prayed and he said, O Lord God, in Judges chapter 16 and verse 28, O Lord God, remember me, I pray, strengthen me, strengthen me, give me your power. I pray just this once, O God, that I may with one blow take vengeance of the Philistines for my two eyes. And then he pushed with all his might and the temple fell on the lords and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he had killed in his life. So we can see here when he prayed and God accepted his repentance, he gave him this power and God was glorified through Samson. Because when they arrested Samson, they gave glory to their idol. But now, when Samson killed all of them, the glory actually goes back to God when he prayed and asked God to strengthen him. Power, we get it also through faith. The Lord Jesus Christ used to ask any person asking for a healing or a miracle, do you believe? And one time he said to the father of the child who was possessed with demons, he told him, everything is possible for those who believe. Everything is possible for those who believe. If you want to know the power of faith, the Lord told us, if you have faith like mustard seed, if you say to this mountain, move from here to there, it will move. We need to have a strong faith in our life. One of the stories that also I like is the story of this father whose son was demon-possessed. And the Lord asked him, do you believe? And everything is possible to those who believe. He examined himself and he found himself is not believing. He doesn't have this faith that moves mountain. So he answered and said something very beautiful. In Mark chapter 9, verse 24, he told him, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. How come he says, I believe, and he says, unbelief? I think intellectually, by his mind, he believes that Jesus can do any miracle. But in his heart, he doesn't believe that his son can be healed. So his faith was in question. That's why he struggled and said, Lord, I want to believe, but please help my unbelief. And the Lord accepted this prayer. So sometimes when I doubt my faith or I feel my faith is weak, not strong, let us follow the example of this man and let us cry and ask the Lord, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Also, we receive the power through the work of the Holy Spirit in us. I was speaking about Simpson, and I told you the power is not in the hair. The hair is just a symbol. What was the reason of the power? That the Spirit of the Lord was with him 
And we read in the book of Judges, the spirit of the Lord was moving him. But after he gave in to Delilah and she cut his hair, we read in Acts chapter 16 and verse 20, the spirit of the Lord departed from him and he lost his power. So as long as the Spirit of God is with me and I am not quenching the Holy Spirit, I'm not resisting the Holy Spirit, but rather I am yielding to the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to move me, to direct me, to rule my life, then I will be a powerful person. The power also we get it from the Word of God. First letter of St. John, chapter 2, and verse 14, he says, I have written to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. You are strong and the word of God abides in you. So having the word of God abiding in me make me strong. That's why St. Paul said, let the word of God dwell richly in you dwell richly in you. You know why the word of God will make us strong? As St. Paul said in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God is living and powerful. When we have the Word of God in me, then I will be powerful. How God actually, in the temptation on the mountain, defeated Satan by the Word of God. Every time he told him, it is written, it is written. And when Satan actually misinterpreted Psalm 90 or 91 and used it to tempt the Lord, the Lord replied and he told him, it is written also. So the word of God can defeat the devil as it happened with the Lord Jesus Christ on the temptation on the mountain. Also, the power comes and dwells in the humble people. One of the verses that's very scary and repeated twice in the scripture, when God said, he resists the proud, but he gives the grace to the humble. If God resists a person, who can stand against God? Who can stand the resistance of God? It's very scary. But if you want to get grace, the answer is be humble. God will grant the humble grace. Why? Because if God gives power to the proud, he will give glory to himself, not to God. But for the humble, they will give glory to God. As we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, that actually the glory will be to God, not for us. One time, St. Macarius was walking in the wilderness and he saw the traps of the devil everywhere. So he was troubled in his heart and he asked God, who can be saved from all these traps of the devil? And he heard a voice, the humble will be saved. The humble will be saved. 
in the Pudin letter of today, this morning, read from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, that God chose the weak people of the world to put to shame the strong. The humble, the weak people, God gives them grace and God gives, gives them power to put to shame the strong. St. Paul actually had many visions and God was concerned lest St. Paul fall in pride because of the multitude of visions. So that actually allowed Satan to attack St. Paul in his body and he becomes sick. That's the thorn in the flesh. Then St. Paul prayed three times that the Lord may heal him. But the Lord told him no. And he told him a verse that needs some explanation to us. When he told him, my grace is sufficient to you because my power is made perfect in weakness. What does it mean? My power is made perfect in weakness. It means when I am weak and I realize my weak, then I will rely completely on the power of God. So the power of God will work perfectly in me. But if I don't realize that I am weak, then I will rely on myself. This hinders the power of God to work perfectly in me. That this verse means. My power is made perfect in weakness. The more we realize our weakness, the more the power of God will work perfectly in us. After St. Paul understood this lesson, he said, I rejoice in my infirmities. I rejoice in my weakness, that the grace of God may come upon me. When I am weak, I am strong. When I realize my weakness, then the power of God will come upon me and I will be strong. Realizing our weakness, that is humbleness. Also, the purity of heart. The purity of heart makes the Holy Spirit dwells in me and give me power. Because there is no fellowship between righteousness and sin. If I want the Holy Spirit dwells in me, I need actually to keep my heart pure. St. Augustine said, I sat on the top of the world when I became not desiring anything from the world, not fearing anything from the world. That's power, to feel that you are on the top of the world. But how he reached this stage? Because of the purity of heart. Asceticism, detachment from the world, forsaking the pleasures of the world, make the person powerful. Think about it, when we have a desire in our heart, this desire can humiliate us, can make us as beggars who are begging to fulfill this desire. If it is a desire for money or job or prestige or whatever. But when we are detached from the love of the world, the desires of the world, the pleasures of the world, then we become powerful. That's why the martyrs, they were exposed to all kinds of temptation, to all kinds of threats, to all kinds of tortures. But they were so powerful. You know why? 
because they were completely detached from the pleasures and temptation of the world. Think about the 21 martyrs and see how powerful they were in facing this torture. They were powerful. They were not afraid. Actually, the guy who was saying the statement, he was hiding behind a mask. He is the one who was afraid. Because if he was not afraid, why he is hiding his face? But these people were powerful because they detached themselves completely from the love of the world and anything in the world. So this detachment helped us to be powerful. When we are powerful, then our ministry will be powerful too. Our love and our sacrifice to our children will be powerful. As we read in Song of Solomon, chapter 8, Love is powerful. Love is as strong as death, jealousy as cruel as the grave. Its flames are flames of fire, a most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods drown it. If a man would give for love all the wealth of his house, it would be utterly despised. Then actually, when our heart is full of love and we are strengthened by the power of God, then this unconditional love, this sacrificial love will be very clear in our ministry. St. Paul said, who among you is not weak and I am not weak? So he is saying because he loves his children. If someone is weak, he also feels that he is weak. If someone is stumbled, he feels that he is stumbled. The weakness of others, he felt it as his own weakness because of this love between him and his children. Also, Satan many times will put obstacles in our ministry. But when we are powerful, we can overcome all these obstacles. More than one time in the letters of St. Paul, he said, we were planning to come and visit you, but Satan hinders us. But at the end, St. Paul was able to overcome and to visit them. Yes. Satan will try to hinder our ministry. But when we have God with us and his power with us, there will be no obstacle that we cannot defeat. The Lord told us, in the world you will have many tribulations, many hardships, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Meaning, if you abide in me and you receive my power, then my victory will be your victory. As I have overcome the world, you will overcome the world. You will overcome the obstacles. So don't be afraid. Yes, in the world you will have many tribulations. Yes, in the world there are many challenges. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world for your sake. Abide in me and you will overcome the world. One time Daniel saw a vision and was troubled by this vision. So God sent Archangel Gabriel to comfort the heart of Daniel and to explain the vision. But Satan doesn't want Daniel to be comforted. He wants him 
to feel abandoned. So he appeared to Archangel Gabriel and fought with him for 21 days. And because of this fight between Archangel Gabriel and Satan, he could not deliver the message. But God loved Daniel and he doesn't want Daniel to stumble. So God allowed Archangel Michael to come and to be with Archangel Gabriel in fighting Satan and the devil. And after 21 days, they were able to defeat Satan, Archangel Michael and Archangel Gabriel. And Archangel Gabriel actually went and delivered the message to Daniel. This story can read it in the book of Daniel. So what is the message in this story? If Satan tried to put an obstacle, but our God is Almighty God, and he can defeat Satan completely, Satan cannot and will not hinder the plan and the economy of God. Cannot and will not hinder the economy of God because our God is mighty God. Another manifestation of the power in our ministry is the power of self-control. In Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 32, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Sometimes when somebody is angry and screams and yells, we get scared of him and we think he is powerful. No, he's not. Because the Bible tells us, he who is slow to anger, he who can control his anger, he who can manage his anger is better than the mighty. Actually, to lose your temper and to be angry is a sign of weakness, not a sign of strength. Because if you are strong, you should be able to control your anger. And then he said, he who rules his spirit better than he who takes a city. It is very easy to invade a city and to rule over it. But to rule your own soul and to have control over on your soul, it is much difficult or more difficult than ruling a city. When we have this power from God, so the power of self-control will be very manifest in our ministry. We'll not get upset at each other. We'll not be disappointed at each other. I will not be disappointed on my students. Nothing will trigger my anger. Nothing will make me lose my temper. Nothing will make me say, you know what, I'm going to quit the service. I cannot serve anymore. I will be in control of my emotions and my tongue. Not a word will slip from my tongue that can cause offense to others. I will be in control through the grace of God, through His might that works in me, through His power that works in me. That's why the church encourage us to fast. Because in fasting, we train ourselves to be powerful, to be mighty in self-control. When I say, no, I'm not going to eat this type of food, I will eat this. I'm not going to eat right now. I will eat at 3 or 4 or 6 p.m. This is power. Power to control yourself. If you think about people who are not fasting, especially those there has no health issue. 
يعني the only exception for a person not to fast is when there is a health issue. Other than this, if you think about it, it's weakness. It doesn't have self-control. As I told you, when he has a desire, the desire control him. So people who can fast and discipline their body are strong. They received this power from God. Another manifestation, when we speak, that our words will be powerful and pierce the hearts of others. Because our words in reality are not our words, but what the Holy Spirit utters on our mouth. That's why St. Paul, several times, he asked the people to pray for him that God may open his mouth when he speaks. So the words that comes from his mouth are not his word, but the word of God. If you read the Sermon of St. Peter in Acts chapter 2, actually it's just a regular sermon. He quoted some verses from the Old Testament to defend the resurrection of the Lord and to explain what happened on that day when he quoted the prophecy of Joel, the descent of the Holy Spirit. But how this sermon was able to convert 3,000 persons 3,000 persons, because it is not the word, it's not the philosophy of the word, but it is the Holy Spirit that was anointing each word. So each word was anointed with the Holy Spirit and came from the mouth of Peter like a sword piercing the heart of the people. Actually, literally, when you, you read Acts chapter 2, you will read, they were pierced in their hearts. Pierced, where are the swords? The words, the word of the Holy Spirit on the mouth of Peter. So my word will have power over my students, not because these are my words, but it is the word of the Holy Spirit. St. Paul was in chains in front of Felix the governor. So who should be afraid from whom? The governor? or the prisoner. The prisoner should be afraid, should be scared. And here the prisoner, St. Paul, spoke about righteousness, judgment, and self-control. And we read in uh, Acts chapter 24 and verse 5, when Paul, the prisoner, spoke about righteousness, judgment, and self-control, Felix, the governor, was terrified. How come? How come? You are the governor. You have the right to even execute this prisoner. But it is the power of the word of God. Each word came from the mouth of St. Paul like swords piercing the heart of Felix. Another time was Agrippa the, the king in Acts chapter 26. St. Paul the prisoner stood before the king and the queen and he started to speak about Christianity. And, and the king told to him, you are almost convinced me to be Christian. You are almost convinced me to be Christian. What is this power? It is the power of the Holy Spirit anointing the word of St. Paul. So these words came powerful, piercing the heart of the king. This reminds me with what David the prophet said in Psalm 
119. I spoke with your testimonies before the kings, and I was not ashamed. تكلمت بشهادات قدام الملوك ولم أخزى. I've spoken your testimony before the kings, and I was not ashamed. So we can see the power in words and the power in ministry itself. Also, the servant who is filled with the Holy Spirit will be powerful in his personality and in his impact on others. Some people think that humbleness contradicts a powerful personality. No, there is no contradiction between being humble and being powerful in your personality. Because this power comes from God. And the humbleness, when you know and you acknowledge and you admit that this power that you have is not yours, it is from God. As St. Paul said, I am nothing, but it is the grace of God who works in me. That's why a Sunday school servant who is filled with the Holy Spirit will be powerful in his will, powerful in his conduct powerful in his management and in his administration. He is not shaken by a threat like John the Baptist. The Lord said, what did you go to the wilderness to see? A reed shaked by the wind? No, John the Baptist was not like a reed shaken by the wind. He was strong. He rebuked King Herod. And he actually paid his life as a price for testifying the truth. He was powerful and he can bear any responsibility. He works very seriously with honesty, with commitment. He is like a mountain. Those who trust in the Lord like mountain Zion. المتوكلون على الرب مثل جبل صهيون. So he is like a mountain. See Athanasius, for example, he was very powerful. He stood several times before King Constantine. He stood against Arius. And when they told him, the whole world is against you, he said, and I am against the world. This word is not out of pride, but because he trusted God. That's why we call him contramondum against the world. Athanasius was able to impact the whole world to the extent that St. Jerome said about Athanasius, it is because of Athanasius that our faith in the divinity of Christ was not shaken. See St. Anthony the Great. He was a humble monk living in the wilderness, but he was so strong in his life. Even the demons feared him. The demons feared him. And he impacted the life of a very powerful person, St. Athanasius. Who impacted the life of St. Athanasius? It is St. Anthony. St. Anthony also has a great influence on the life of St. Augustine. So this very humble man who is living in the wilderness, impacted life of very, very strong people. St. Athanasius wrote a book about the life of St. Anthony. 
And one of the beautiful things that he mentioned in this book, he said, and I poured water on his hand. So he actually considered just pouring water on the hand of St. Anthony to wash his hand was a great blessing for him that he poured water on the hand of St. Anthony. How this very humble person actually impacted the life of these great theologians, great fathers of the church, because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you know who supported Athanasius in his ministry and in his fight against Arius? It is St. Anthony the Great. St. Anthony was not a theologian. He did not write a book like the Incarnation of the Logos. But when he heard about this heresy, he left the desert and went to Alexandria. And just when he told them what Athanasius is saying is true, nothing more, nothing less, the people believed him and supported St. Athanasius. So this very humble person, one word from his mouth, didn't make a theological discourse to convince the people about the divinity of Christ. Just saying, yes, Christ is God and the teaching of Athanasius is true, this was able enough to convince the people and persuade the people with the divinity of Christ. What kind of power is this? But that is the power of the Holy Spirit. One word from his pure mouth was able to pierce the heart of others. While we are celebrating the Feast of the Cross today, we need to think about the power that is granted to us in the cross. As we say in the hymn of Monogenes, Only Begotten Son, Holy, Mighty, who showed by weakness what is greater than power. We have this power. Let us actually extend our hand and take, receive this power from the hand of God. Let us pray and ask God to give us this power in our life so that our ministry will be powerful, will be able to impact the world, will be able to transform the world for the glory of God. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.